This is Stormtrooper 1. In case you were just way too busy to listen to our last show, this is what you missed. Quite honestly, who David, wouldn't? Who wouldn't get who wouldn't get emotional? All right, Dave. Who wouldn't get emotional? Why you gotta bring that up? Because you already know I was making fun of a guy for crying. <laughs> there was this guy who now it, I'm not going to say I didn't get nerd chills. I did. I mean, it's it's hard not to be excited when you're literally walking into Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. If you're not a child and you're in your 20s <laughs> and you're building a lightsaber and it sounds like you're orgasming, there's this guy that was building his lightsaber next to my son and he's fucking in oh, tears. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It probably was he was one with the force, Mike. He was one with the He was about to be one with my fist because I, I couldn't take it. Like, dude, if you're 20, at least 24 years old, get a grip. It's it's fun. It's Star Wars. It's fantastic. I love it. But get a grip. It's not real. It's a fucking toy. It's probably worth, in reality, five bucks. They're telling, remember, they told us that we have to immerse ourselves in their universe. Immerse well, ourselves. I, you know what? Then I should have been like an Inquisitor and killed them. <laughs> Warning from the back to tank contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue. We would be honored if you would join us. Workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a matter of royal to help and heal human beings. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Star Wars from the back to tank. We are back trying to get back on track. Right, Dave? Yep. It's time to get back in that saddle again. Yeah, we took a little bit of uh, we kind of slowed down with the shows. We were putting them out once a week minimum, sometimes two or three shows a week for oh, about yeah. five or six months. Well, dude, now uh, coming do- towards the end of the year, think of how much Star Wars content there's going to be now. Yeah. Well, you have that's... Mandalorian, you have Resistance, you got, you got the movie that's coming out. <laughs> well, that's why I figured we could slow down for a little bit, for at least six to eight weeks, slow down because the end of the year 2019 is going to be insane it's gonna be insane so take a break now so that we can keep going and sometimes you gotta take a break and slow down use the nose maybe your hands a little bit and then you can just you know diddle us for a little bit of diddle us i what are you talking about you always i think you're confused sometimes <laughs> all right so also on the line today dave we have our patreon subscriber i like how i say our as if we don't have any others that makes us sound really pathetic now we have other patreon subscribers but this one happens to like to be tortured and and embarrassed obviously live in the air hello reina how are you today hi guys it's, it's like you own me i know we do own you well also you're the only i think you're the only patreon subscriber that wants to be on the Star Wars show. So that's either. I, think I mean, the, I think the use of the torture droid kind of scared people off. <laughs> the probe droid, the probe droid. We sit Raina down in the back of the studio <laughs> and uh, have her uh, answer questions. Have this black sphere just hovering above us. All right. This is getting very uh, scary. I like and uh, I don't want to be slapped with any claws. <laughs> I don't think I don't think she could hear me. You have my consent. I said I like it. Oh, okay. Well, then bring out the probe droid. <laughs> bring out the probe Bring droid. out two or three of them. <laughs> Do we have any attachments that we can add to them? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So, Dave, we got some news to get through. Uh, not a lot. I think we're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. However, there are a few choice headlines that we definitely need to get into. Number one is something you brought to the table. First time in two years. Thank you, Dave. Hey, I have to. Every dog has his day. 
International Star Wars Episode Nine title may confirm major fan theory. Now, let's forget the man, the fan theory for a second here. Just focus on the title. Yeah, I was really surprised about this. Now, what is that title? Since you brought the article, you take us through it. Tell well, me exactly what this article is about. The article basically entails about the difference between the stateside title for Star Wars, the the next movie instead of being rise of the skywalker it is actually internationally it's going to be known as dawn of the skywalker yeah okay now i have not read this article so i don't know what this major fan theory could possibly be that they're alluding to the fact that it could be confirmed but i could tell you right now that's a spoiler and that destroys the ambiguity behind the rise of skywalker which is the entire point behind titling it that way or with this name that's what jj said like it's it's meant to mean different things i don't want it to be easily translated or interpreted and when you go from rise of the skywalker you're left with lots of questions well, what does this mean with dawn of skywalker it's like oh this is a new era and the skywalker name will live on yes i feel like it changes the entire way the the movie is framed up to this point do you agree with that when you when you bring it up like that, then I can understand it. I was actually really I was wondering why is this bothering a lot of people about like changing the title? It literally spoils it. The title, The Rise of Skywalker, leaves room for interpretation, which is what previews and marketing material should do. And then you have this stupid Japanese title coming out. Yep, and it gives away a major plot point. I mean, Reina, do you agree? Does it? Does it kind of throw a wrench in some of our speculation by kind of stating, hey, the dawn of Skywalker? Yeah, I mean, now that I hear you say it that way, yes. But to me, I I wasn't really getting that. And I, maybe it's just because I'm hoping that's not what it is. Okay. Okay. And do you want me to take you through this? Yes. Yeah, so let, let me okay. know what this terrible fan theory is. Because most so, fan yeah, theories are... what's the are, meaning behind it? Yeah, let's see what their fan theory is. Basically, uh, the tile could... Uh, in the article, it says this tile could confirm a hugely speculative fan theory that the new title of Jedi or even Force users as a whole is going to be changed to Skywalker. Yeah, that's been going around for a while. We've, we've spoken about that. Yeah, the speculation comes from the title The Last Jedi mm-hmm. and The Rise of the Skywalker. And that it could mean that the Jedi title is abandoned and the term Skywalker is used in its place. Yeah, I don't know if I like that, that whole idea. Like, I'm sure J.J., if he does do that, it could work. But I don't even know if I, I can't co-sign on that idea yet. So I'm hoping if it does come to be true that it's executed properly because i don't think we've seen enough that's the key have we seen enough to say yeah all right so now in the third movie we're gonna call the jedi skywalker well if you think there's been no stories really leading to that point we didn't have enough of luke in the last jedi to really drive home the point uh i mean yes he says that it's time for the jedi to end but then he had a change of heart at the end of last jedi so there's a lot of story they have to build up in order to justify a major change in the universe, but you also of Star Wars. If you have, if you've taken a look at the stories that they've put out, though, especially in the expanded universe with all their comics and books, I mean, right. you have covered this. Mm-hmm. They've been really pushing a thing where they're trying to portray the Jedi as they failed. They 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 made a mistake. They made a huge mistake at uh, the, the the rise of right. Anakin. Yeah, right. And they, we've saw it, and we've been reading it in the comics. We've been reading it in the books. I think this is the culmination of that. Where if they did do that, where they say, "Okay, the dawn of the Skywalkers, no more is like the Jedi and the Sith. It's a new age." Yeah, I, I just don't know about that. I'm a Skywalker. It's I'm very a, cliche. It, it's just, it, it seems it's, it doesn't. It, it just it's seems some, really I'm like 50, silly. Fi- I'm fifty fifty on it because like. I don't have a problem, Dave. I don't have a problem with them doing away with the Jedi name because of the failure and the fact that how can you put in power a Jedi council after they so grossly failed due to negligence? Yes. Were they bad and evil? No. No. They fucked up. Yeah. They became arrogant. That much is clear. They've actually stated that 
as you said, in various comic books now, even that was one of the, my favorite parts in Last Jedi. Even Luke went into that, that, that a Sith Lord managed to weave his way into power and control over the galaxy. So how do you then convince the galaxy? Hey, guys, we failed miserably under the Jedi Council's watch. But yeah. hey, let's put these losers back in power and have them be counsel to the New Republic or the Resistance, whatever the government uh, agency may end up being by the time we get to the rise of the Skywalker timeline. So could I be, could I co-sign on a different name of the Jedi, you know, force wielders? Could I co-sign on uh, a different direction ideology? Yes, we still have force wielders, but it's a, it's more, it's not as narrow. It's not as narrow minded as the Jedi. Uh, Maybe a combination of the Bindu and the Jedi, a more of a, a true balance. Yeah. I'm okay with that, but if you just name them Skywalker, it, it sounds cheesy. I'm a Skywalker. I'm here to help you guys out. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it it, sounds stupid. Yeah, it's something that it it's kind of clunky. It doesn't it's have clunky. punch. It doesn't have punch. Like a Jedi Knight. I'm a Jedi has, Knight. Has punch. But if you were to change it to Skywalker, yeah, I, I can. It I can like understand. Fan service almost like. Yeah, you know? it does. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. the you technically have more of the Skywalker bloodline. I could see if they were bringing more of the EU into right. Star Wars, which I don't see Disney doing. That might make a little bit more sense yeah, because there's more of the Skywalker bloodline. But uh, as it stands right now, it doesn't make sense to me. That's yeah. very far-fetched. Yeah, yeah it, and it I, does feel like Raina hit it on the head right now. It's it, fan service. It, it feels, feels like, like fan <laughs> service and it feels like we're trying to make amends for everyone's bad taste we had how we treated Luke in uh it feels in the last like movie. a last ditch effort to reframe the legacy of Skywalker in the final movie when they should have been working towards that since day 1 with Force Awakens, which they did start. Yes. But it got lost in Last Jedi. But I do I, I do throw out there that it is it does make sense of changing the title of Jedi. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Changing it to Skywalker, yeah, it sounds too fan servicey for me, but I mean like I can't really think of anything else you could possibly change a Jedi I, to. I'm sure that this fan theory is based on Partial truths, like a lot of fan theories. I'm sure there is a rumor going around set that leaked that they are changing the name of Jedi's. And people are assuming that they're going to call Skywalker. I don't see them doing that for a lot of reasons. Number one, it does in fact sound like fan service and something JJ or fan fiction is probably a better way of saying it. And JJ Abrams has already been accused of producing fan service, service or fan fiction in the force awakens. I disagree with that. I completely enjoyed the hell out of the force awakens, but I understand where people are drawing those parallels. So if he were now to produce something else, and the first thing people think of is like Raina said, fan service or fan fiction, it feels very forced. So I, I don't think JJ and with all his his intelligence and his know-how as a filmmaker, I don't see him making the same mistake twice. But do you see if he can actually weave a really good narrative and a really good story? To could you make it work? The sky? Yes, that's what I was saying when you first brought this topic up. Yeah. If, if they can find a clever way to do it, but that's the point that I was trying to make. There is so much ground we need to cover for it to be something that the majority of the audiences will be able to swallow and accept. That's my, that's my whole thing about all of rise of Skywalker episode nine, the final installment of the Skywalker saga. There is so much ground to cover because when you really break down these last two movies, force awakens last Jedi, what really happened? What did we learn? We have not really learned anything. Now, if you break down the opening 20 minutes of new hope, We've learned we learned more in the opening 20 minutes of New Hope than we have learned in Force Awakens and Last Jedi combined. Not saying those movies are shit. I'm saying that there's not a lot of world building going on in these new movies. Where's the mythology? Where's the world building? Uh, The prequel films did fantastic with world building. There's got to be a lot of world building in Rise of Skywalker for a lot of ideas to work. 
for a lot of us to have that needed closure when it comes to the Skywalker saga. So, all right, so let's move past this. Now, Dave, you know, let's talk about some assholes, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Disneyland guests are stealing, stealing Star Wars Galaxy's Edge items and listing them on eBay. (laughs) I don't know if that's genius or... Or, or you're being an asshole. Are you talking about merchandise or like pieces of Galaxy's Edge? I think they are stealing. Let me pull up this article. From what I read earlier today, they are stealing props, things laying around, anything that they can move and get their grubby little hands on. They're taking them out of the park. Well, they gave us a marketplace, Mike. So, I mean, you wanted they wanted full immersion. We'll give them full immersion yeah. by stealing stuff. I'm a smuggler. I'm, I'm a smuggler. I'm a, smug- I'm, playing, I'm a smuggler. I'm playing the part of a smuggler, and I'm going to smuggle <laughs> out this product illegally out of your park and then sell it on eBay. Good luck catching me. <laughs> All right, so according to the article, who knew there was such a market for Star Wars theme sporks? Uh, less than a month after. So this is legal, I'm assuming, this part. Less than a month after the opening of Disneyland Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, items seemingly stolen from within the park, and especially its eateries, are now selling for big bucks on eBay. So I guess they are stealing actual eating utensils that are not considered disposable. And for clarification, these are not items that can be purchased at shops or restaurants within Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but rather free items, okay, provided with meals and drinks such as (laughs) flatware, menus. So they're stealing things that need to stay in the park. They're stealing flatware, menus, and coasters. Uh, perhaps the most popular I- items from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge are the metal sporks provided at the Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo Food Court, with one seller asking as much as $190 for, what? for a single spork. A spork. Many others are asking more than 100 for the same item. Now... That's against the law, oh right? God. Now, is eBay, I don't know eBay. eBay's so, like, when I think of eBay, I think, like, early 2000s. I didn't, I never go there. There's no reason for me to go there. Obviously, it's still used. Yeah. I know nothing about it. But is it anonymous? Can you open up account, an account without a real, like, valid email? Because I can't I can imagine eBay allowing this to happen. No, there are. No, because I think you got to go through PayPal, too. And you got to go through PayPal. You have to be verified. That's the, that's the, that's the funny part. I'm like, going, they're going to get caught because you still have to be verified through PayPal. Wait, but on the flip side, real quick, does Disneyland specify that you cannot take those items, like the sporks? <laughs> oh, come on. Is there anything written? I know, like, I know that it's Raina's unwritten. Start I hate to say it. I was thinking the same thing Raina was. I'm like, going, well. Because if they don't technically say. <laughs> you know what? We we want to save the environment. I'm taking the spork. Raina, you're giving Mexicans a bad name. Come on. <laughs> you're you're feeding into stereotypes. Come it's on, just, David. You too. They you, don't you, know. My last Islander. Like, Islander Mexican. <laughs> dude, dude, we've been taught that basically, you know, we want we've to save taught. the save the environment, save planet Earth. Okay. We don't want to throw this. Do you away. go to a restaurant and steal the flatware and the menu from Applebee's? Is it is it Star Wars themed? Is it really good? <laughs> you guys are so stupid. <laughs> well, okay. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna be honest. There, I'm gonna be honest. Know what the spork looks like. I'm gonna be honest with you, Mike. Because I did steal a menu one time. Oh my god! From from uh, oh, not an on. Applebee's. Let me, put, let me put the video on. I want everyone to see <laughs> your thievery. It wasn't thievery because you know you what? Just it was said, you just said I stole something once. Okay, okay. I I procured something. I procured oh, a, a menu when when it was May the fourth, and you know this one restaurant had like these special menus for Star Wars. I decided to take one. I, you know, it's not going to harm anybody. <laughs> I just put it in my backpack and never, that was it. Never mind the company that has to pay for it. <laughs> Mike, hey, they I pay make, for the mail. Listen, I'm not, how many I feel, these? I'm not saying I feel sorry for Disneyland. <laughs> Disneyland can afford to to repurchase some of these items. I, I don't think they're going to lose yeah, I don't think money, lose over, money this. over this. Uh, but I do feel bad for the other people that may not be able to enjoy everything like if people are stealing all these things there may not be enough left for other people to enjoy the immersive feel if there's no menus to go around or there's no forks that you know that are designed specifically for this cantina then suddenly 
it's not you're not allowing others to enjoy that experience and that's what i have a problem with especially after spending thousands of dollars <laughs> if i went there and i wanted to look at the menu of a restaurant they said oh sorry sir we were all out of menus i would be pissed <laughs> because i spent money to go there and enjoy everything so so it's basically what? you won't you won't like hide something in your bag for me or? i'm not a thief okay <laughs> despite my last name <laughs> it's not thievery because just like what Raina said are they saying that we can't take these and that's probably now and that's probably why None of these people are going to face legal action because there's probably a loophole there saying, well, they didn't say I, we couldn't take it. They handed it to me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But and that's now they close the hole for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So according to Orange County Register reports that Disneyland has now stationed a park employee at the exit of Oga's Cantina to stem the flow of tableware and menus leaving <laughs> the restaurant. <laughs> it's like it, they, they they literally put some empire like boundary that you now have to cross. I think they should put uh, Kylo Ren out there and have him just kill people anytime someone tries to steal something. Just take that lightsaber. Shink. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Daisy Ridley says, "I can't imagine doing more Star Wars. The Rise of Skywalker feels like an end." Another spoiler. Thank you. Daisy, can all these actors just shut up? <laughs> Hopefully she's lying, which is the case with some of these actors. Not that I am eagerly anticipating Ray to continue his story. Not that I have a problem with her. I do like her. I know there's some Star Wars fans that feel like she's not interesting. I feel like she had a great start to her story in Force Awakens. Unfortunately, Last Jedi didn't really do much for her story. And I found myself bored at times because she acted like a 12 year old. She acted like a child. She went from acting like a mature adult that can take care of herself on a, desert, yeah. on a desert planet from the time she was nine years old. And then suddenly in uh, Last Jedi, she acts like she's 12 years old and she's not capable of keeping a straight face when Master Skywalker is teaching her the ways of the Force. So I kind of lost a little interest in her. However, depending on what they do in Episode 9, I'm sure that can I'm sure they can easily regain my interest. But I mean, that leads me to a, another it, topic here, okay? Because I don't really care about her involvement beyond this as of right now because I don't want to accidentally spoil anything for anyone. But is there even a calling? Okay, that's the question I want to pose. Is there even a calling for or movement or need or desire for any of these new era Star Wars characters to continue in and movies i think do yeah. we have do we have any well let me finish dave before you say yeah because i don't i don't i don't know and if you think so then you're gonna have to sell me on it because do we have any icons from this trilogy i'm not saying interesting characters because i like oscar isaac's character i like finn i like what's her name ray i like ray I, I like our new era of characters, but I don't have the same connection. Even when I was a young kid, even characters that I read about in books. So it has nothing to do with nostalgia. It's nothing to do with growing up around it and wanting it. I don't feel like we have any icons from this trilogy. Sometimes I'm going to preface this. Sometimes icons are made over time as well. Meaning, as the years go by, we suddenly realize this character is really fucking good. And then some suddenly everyone loves that character. That's happened with a lot of movies throughout the last 20, 30 years of my well, not life. Not even just not even other movies, but Star Wars itself. I mean, look at Clone Wars. Clone Wars came out. No one gave Ahsoka a chance. And now we're doing shows on her be, being arguably one of the most po uh, most popular characters Outside of the Skywalker storyline. Yeah. And I would say the same thing about Obi-Wan. Uh, a lot of people didn't really. Yeah. Obi-Wan's great. And there were people that liked him. But Obi-Wan became more of an icon at the end of this new. And I'm talking about Ewan McGregor's. Uh, yes. Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan. He became way more popular five, six years after Revenge of the Sith. That's when suddenly everyone went back and said, you know what? The redeeming the the, the prequel haters. You know who the redeeming person is in this entire trilogy? Obi-Wan. 
mm-hmm. and he has garnered a lot more fans because of that. Now, do you see something like that happening? Again, we have to see what happens with episode nine. But as of now, I don't have any. None of these characters are iconic enough for me to say I want them to come back in 20 years. There's only one. There's only one. And the the sad part is it's not any for me. It's none of the three major three. The one that actually seems iconic is Kylo Ren. Yeah, I agree. He's the only one. He's dude. the eye catcher. Yep. Because and, he, to me, he's the saving grace of Last Jedi. Like, because I, I love his inner tor- torment. You know, I, I get it. Like, even though some people say, hey, you know what? What's his problem? Why is he upset? Why is he angry? Why does he hate his dad? Sometimes you don't need to know all those answers to understand that someone's just broken. Sometimes yeah. people are just broken and you don't necessarily need a reason. Oh, his dad touched him or his mother neglected him. You don't always need those overt reasons and that's why i feel like kylo ren i agree with you i i feel like kylo ren is the standout star of this trilogy so far and i don't think he was intended to be he was intended to be yes important in the story but i feel like the the emphasis was more about going to be about ray and finn and yeah. that changed drastically so yes i think maybe in a few years dave kylo ren but but poe dameron ray Finn, I don't think these characters will ever be the icons that Leia, uh, Luke, Han Solo. I'll even take it down to the, 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 the lower characters, the less important characters. Lando is an icon. Uh, Nee-Num is an icon. <laughs> Admiral Akbar is an icon. Where are all those characters in this new trilogy? We don't have them. I think the closest one out of, if you were to tell me, I can only pick out of the main three. The only one that actually don't even I don't, see don't, don't even limit yourself that way, Dave. Tell me one character like Lobot or Nenum that we are that we gravitate to in this new trilogy. One of the side characters uh, that weren't that interesting in the movies, and yet we all like them. Do we have them? Not really, and they tried a lot. I mean, they tried a lot with like characters like DJ Phasma. Did they really try with DJ? Did they? Because he shows up like with thirty minutes left in the movie, movie and offered and nothing. Gone. But yeah, don't get me into it. <laughs> but honestly, the only one that I'm intrigued with, but I say that that's because of his performance yeah. so far, is Finn. Well, no, I'm talking side characters. Side characters. He's kind of the main person. Is there any Admiral Akbars? Obviously, they killed him in Last Jedi, so yeah. let's not talk about the actual Admiral Akbar, but let's use him as a as a baseline you can, you or an example. Make the argument for Maz, okay? Because Maz is actually really that was that was a character they brought up in Force Awakens that that took me by surprise. I agree, and I I, I agree with that, Maz. But again, it also depends on what they do with her in with episode her. nine. Because yeah. if you remember the deleted scenes for Force Awakens, there was a lot more mythology built around her character. Originally, she was going to use the Force to save Han Solo and Rey and Finn from the caverns below when the First Order was blasting the, 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 her castle. Yeah. And she was going to save them all. And I feel like that would have been really cool because that would have created so many questions behind that character. She's not a Jedi, but what, but she has the ability to use the force. Yeah. So again, it really depends on when, what they do with her in episode nine. Uh, there's a lot, there's a lot writing on episode nine. There's a lot writing on episode nine because you may, you make a very, very valid point is kind of like, or a new era of star Wars. We can't really find that character that, all the fan base can get behind. And the closest one we can is supposedly the villain. <laughs> so like, I don't know if that, that, that shows how derail derailing the, the last Jedi was, but when you're, what's the proper term? My antagonist. Is that what Kylo Ren would be dubbed or protagonist? Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to say. I, Dude, he's in a weird area as a character. Would you say because I mean this is honestly Ray's story. He's not, I think in Force Awakens he was definitely the antagonist. Antagonist. In Last Jedi he was in a gray area between protagonist and antagonist and he wasn't an anti-hero. So it's really I don't it's hard to say what he was. Yeah. I I if I had to choose if someone said, "Hey, 
what's his literary definition of this character? What is it? And I would have to say protagonist. And I feel like really, yes. Even after what he did in Force Awakens, though, because like, yes, I, that's, I would. That's not a protagonist maneuver. No, it's not. But that's why Last Jedi is so conflictingly good at times. And I am going to say good because a lot of people, everyone knows I don't like Last Jedi, <laughs> but there are it has its moments. And the stuff pertaining to Kylo Ren are those moments. He is a complicated character. And I would definitely say that there was a dual narrate a, a dual protagonist character arc going f- with both Ray and Kylo Ren. He was the the butt of the joke when it came to Snoke. Snoke was the bad guy. He was the piece of shit. He's the one who humiliated Kylo Ren. He's the one who talked down to him, treated him like crap. You don't do that to antagonists. You do that to protagonists. And there was the reason behind that. They were trying to create sympathy and they were hoping to to bridge that gap of 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 hatred that so many people had after he slayed his father at the end of Force Awakens. I mean, to this day, my son uh, will not pick up his Kylo Ren toy. He hates Kylo Ren. He won't. <laughs> he won't even enjoy an Adam Driver movie because he says that's the guy who killed Han Solo. <laughs> it, and he loved Han Solo. And and before Force Awakens came out. He loved Kylo Ren. He came out with his helmet. He went to see the screening with his helmet on, his Kylo Ren lightsaber. My mom made him a Kylo Ren robe. And you know what he did as we were walking out of Force Awakens? He threw it on the ground and said, this is stupid. I don't want it anymore. (laughs) So they had to do a lot of character repair for Last Jedi. And again, I think that's a win for Ryan Johnson. I feel like in that regard, when it comes to Kylo Ren, they made him an interesting character. I don't think they redeemed him. And I don't think that's the point. I don't think there's redemption for a character like that. And I'm hoping they don't do that in episode nine. There is, there is no redemption. Times they cannot redeem. There is character. no redemption for a guy who maimed and murdered millions of people. They've already established that already. Or maybe not millions, thousands and thousands of people genocide. They've already established this in, in the extended universe or in the expanded universe. And someone who killed Han Solo, can you redeem a character like that? If they attempt it and it works, then fine. But honestly, I don't feel like we need a redemption arc for him. I think we just need to understand him a little more. And you can find you can find that or they may find that the audience may, in fact, root for him in some way. If that's the direction they go. Well, in a weird way, Kylo Ren has been portrayed up to this point, almost for verbatim, a copy of Anakin only in shorter terms. I mean, if you look at how the prequels turned out, we at the very end of return of the Jedi, we feel sorry for Darth Vader because he started, we saw how he started. He was a kid, but that was a slave basically brought into this. He's not a slave. He's a person. His name's Anakin. Anakin. (laughs) But so so we saw Anakin grow up through three movies and then he became Darth Vader. Yeah. And, and the funny part is you bring up what happened with your son with Kylo Ren. I actually had a very similar instance with my nephew when I first showed him uh, the original trilogy because he he grew up watching Clone Wars. Right. Then he gets to New Hope and then he comes to realization that, wait a minute. Yeah. You mean to tell me that Anakin, the one that I've been rooting for this whole time, turns into Darth Vader and he like – hated Darth Vader right at that point but 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 in terms of and I get that but I'm talking about okay a kid's perspective through a kid's perspective we can kind of understand through their naive perspective we can kind of get an understanding on how possibly audiences will react and that's what I'm and that's why I was bringing up that story about my son if he's unable to forgive Kylo Ren Will the audience? That's going to be the be biggest question. To. Like with with your with your nephew watching Darth Vader's rise and suddenly realizing, oh shit, this guy's bad. I don't think a lot is riding on whether or not people are going to accept Anakin anymore at this point. So when it comes to Kylo Ren, uh, dude, I, I also disagree with you. Possibly, I'd have to really rewatch all these. I don't think his story is anything like Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker was inherently like evil there was something wrong with him there was and not broken there's a there's a difference 
he wanted power. He was jealous. He was greedy. He was lustful. He was selfish. He grew up to be a bad seed. And that's ultimately what turned him bad. Yeah. Do I like him? Is he interesting? Yes. But Kylo Ren, there's something different with him. Yes, he's broken, but he doesn't have the same lust for power. He doesn't have, at least it's not coming through in any of the movies. He doesn't have the same need for control. It's almost like he doesn't have any control. If anything, he wants recognition. He wants he wants to be acknowledged and looked upon as something great, like his grandfather, perhaps, like Anakin. He wants the accolades. Right. But I, I don't get the desires, the same passionate desires for power and control and tyranny. He doesn't seem that. He doesn't seem like that. It feels like he's using that, though, to get what he wants. Is it possible that he knows that doing the things he did will get him the power quicker? I, that I, will then get him the acknowledgement, the recognition that he's seeking? It could be. I mean, it, I think a lot what drives Kylo is insecurity. That's what it seems like. And yeah. yes, you can say, you can argue that it's also Anakin. Uh, but Anakin was more, I think, comfortable with who he was. And he, he wasn't and comfortable he, with everybody he ex- else. He accepted it and knew that there was something wrong with him. Kylo doesn't seem to think there's anything wrong with him. He And that's sometimes a worse type of villain. So again, all of this <laughs> is going to ride on what, what happens, happens in episode nine. And that's why I don't envy J.J. Abrams for doing this movie. Because all of these questions we have are valid. We don't completely understand our protagonist slash antagonist. Is he a protagonist? Is he an antagonist? Is he evil? Why is he conflicted? What's his problem with Han Solo? Why daddy did, issues. Why, yes. Why does he have daddy issues? We need to understand him a bit more. Not, yeah. We don't need to have reasons, as I said earlier in the show. We don't need to know reasons behind everything. But we do need to understand him a bit more. Uh, in order to justify his appearance in the last two, three films. So that being said, we need to go to a very quick break. And then when we get back, we'll jump into the rest of the show. We'll be right back. Acorns, Acorns Core automatically invests your spare change and lets you invest as little as $5 anytime or on a recurring basis into a portfolio of ETFs. Your investments are then diversified across more than 7,000 stocks and bonds and automatically rebalanced when the market fluctuates. Save for the future and invest with Acorns. Once the show is on demand, click the Acorn link within the description of this broadcast and start saving. I've been running scams on the street since I was 10. I was kicked out of the flight academy for having a mind of my own. I'm going to be a pilot. Best in the galaxy. Hey, kid. I'm putting together a crew. You in? That's yes. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. Please, uh, we got a gem something. from Florida. Uh, okay. Pensacola woman mistakes 37-week pregnancy for bad Chinese food. <laughs> what? <laughs> she was actually 37 weeks pregnant. She was on the verge of giving birth to her second son. She's already been pregnant before. You Dude, this idiot. is like, how? Were you drunk the entire pregnancy before this? Probably. So uh, she called off work at 5 a.m. And an hour later, as the pain worsened, she woke her fiance up because they needed to call an ambulance. The stomach, the stomach pains were excruciating and I could hardly move. I think it was about 6.30 a.m. Wake when- up. This goddamn orange chicken's ripping a hole in me. Hold on. Wake up, Jen. Wake up. Oh, my God. I ate too much at the local Chinese buffet. I told oh. you too much of that moose shoe pork was going to do this. Oh, please. I, I need to go with the emergency room. Oh, please. One time. It escalated so quickly that I was having contractions and we figured out kind of what was going on because at first we really didn't know what was going on. But there was a doctor, uh, 
she said it was possible for a woman to learn of her pregnancy just hours before going into labor, but in her 20 years of practice, she's only witnessed it three times. Oh, please. Something's happened to my, my bowels. My bowels? You gotta take me to the emergency room, Jethro, please. I don't know what's happening. Uh, oh, God. All right. Get, please, get in the goddamn please, airboat. Help, we'll drive on down to the local. Star Wars from the back to tank. Uh, become pregnant with uh, Anakin, and the the mother basically makes the comment, it, "She doesn't know." I touched myself once with it with an old lightsaber I found. <laughs> it's some How did you become pregnant? Well, I, I found an old lightsaber and I played I rubbed it on myself and poof, I was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> changed headphones during break and now i can actually hear and now your head doesn't feel like it's going to explode well my ears aren't gonna explode but my scalp i'm dying because i all i do is wear headphones i mean i do editing for a living video and audio and then we do the radio show stuff i mean dude i have headphones on 24 hours a day it seems like and my head is always hurting from having hands on and obviously i'm just gonna have to keep Dealing with it and living with it because those in-ear headphones are brutal when you're oh, trying to talk. They can be really brutal when you're trying to talk because of the air pressure. All right, so you don't have time to travel to a galaxy far, far away? No problem. San Diego Comic-Con is just around the corner. <laughs> 2019 with Star Wars exclusives. Now, Dave, are you? did you apply for press or anything through our network this year or no? No, I didn't have time to. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I wish I did because <laughs> I saw the San Diego exclusives, not just for Star Wars, but for everything else. They are bringing the A game to all the exclusive this year. Well, dude, last year took me by surprise because in years past, um, Lucasfilm doesn't really drop that much information on us like they did last year. And now this year I wanted to go, but we're only given two passes currently because that's what we requested in the past. And that goes to Bobby and Angelica. I allow them to take it. Um, so I can't make it, but I'm going to try to stay on, on my, on top of things, dude, because there is a lot happening. And I'm sure with, with uh, episode nine, just around the corner, the Mandalorian, the Cassian rogue one prequel, the return of clone wars, resistance season two, which thankfully resistance, the first season really turned, uh, t- turned up, the volume in the last minute to make me even care about season two. Oh yeah. Uh, so there's a lot to look forward to. So I, I can imagine that Comic-Con is just going to be dropping all types of information on us. Uh, Dave, you're going to have to talk for a second because my computer just crashed. Well, the the interesting part about all the exclusives, I, the only thing that I'm pretty surprised about is the lack of resistance stuff. I mean, are you really surprised about that? I am because like, hey, they made a big push towards the end to try to make your yeah, series the, relevant. But the damage was done, Dave. The damage was done. In fact, I was talking to Sam Angus, the uh, co-host of our tabletop gaming show here on the network, Game State, and he finally gave Resistance a shot. And he says, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get through it. Uh, I've always struggled with all the cartoons with, with, with the opening five or six episodes. I've always struggled. He's all, I didn't care about Rebels. He's all, I didn't care about Clone Wars. And then by the end of the first season, I was locked in and I loved it. 
and he's all, I watched Resistance. I got to episode 11 and I couldn't take it. I hate the lead. I can't take any of the stories. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's just a bunch of jokes. And I said, okay, we'll give it a, I said, I know this is a hard, you know, a tall order. I said, Sam, but go back, give it a chance because it does pick itself off the wall where it slammed into and they managed to end the season on a high note and made the show a lot more interesting than it yeah, started the, off being. The last, what was it? When we it really started picking up by mid season and then like you get to probably man, episode 15. Yeah. No, episode uh, 12, I think. Whenever we came back from mid-season break, it started getting... It started getting interesting because then you actually told us a narrative that actually followed. But as I said, when I look at the exclusives, I'm like going, I do wish, as funny as it sounds, I mean, I've seen all the Resistance figures. You are missing a Niku. (laughs) Yeah, what's up with that? (laughs) There's no Niku. Yeah. Who is... By far the best character in the whole series. Reina, have you given Resistance a chance? I haven't because my kids, they do not like it. Really? Okay. How, it's what's, hard. Not like what's it. the age range of your kids? 9-11. My husband doesn't like it either. Yeah. Yeah. You a know, lot of people, a lot of people are in the same boat where it's like Resistance kind of, you know. They, they were too slow to start and yes. that will forever dominate their path. Because they didn't come out the box swinging. And even though people like Sam had problems with the beginning of Rebels, the beginning of uh, Clone Wars, they did not wait 10 episodes to become good. The show, I will say, everyone who listens to our reviews know that we ended up becoming pretty decent, good Star Wars fans of the series by the end. But the beginning, we hated it, Dave. Oh, we, just, we were destroying it. And it made me sad because I don't want to hate anything Star Wars as much as I hated the first 10 episodes of Resistance. It was just pointless. Uh, but they did fix it. It did. They did fix themselves before the show ended. And I think it might be a little too late for some because my son will, refuses to watch it as well. If your target demo is refusing to watch you have a problem on yeah. your hands. You have an issue because people like me and you, we're going to watch it because we grew up with Star Wars and we have this whole thing that we feel like we have to watch and ingest everything Star Wars. Kids who nine, who are 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, there's so much for them to do in life. There's video games. There's about 50,000 other shows. There's YouTube videos. There's so many things they could do with their time. Why are they going to make themselves sit down and watch a show so that they can eventually like it? And a show that was not done up to spec. I mean, let's face it, the the writing just killed it in the in the very beginning. And it was a it was a bear to watch. But we yeah. keep telling people get to the mid-season point, get to the end. It starts picking up. I don't think up. it matters. I think after people watch four episodes, they're like, oh my God. <laughs> but it goes back to like, remember when we covered Star Wars Celebration? Watching Resistance has, has left me scarred. And then you get to the Star Wars Resistance and all of a sudden, they cut right in the middle of their panel <laughs> away yeah. from them. And I, I know. Like, Man. They didn't even give them credit. They didn't even let them stay on the air. Yeah, they, they, they just basically said, you know, Resistance, you shit the bed. You stay in it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's go quickly go through this list of San Diego Comic-Con 2019 Star Wars exclusives because we got to end the show here in a couple minutes. First thing is the Acme Archives booth 5629 will have the shiny return color variant of the Echo Base Root Beer by Steve Thomas. I guess that's a nice little collectible. I'm oh, not yeah. really into that. Then Diamond Select Booth 2607 will have the Star Wars Concept Sand Trooper 1-6 scale mini bust for $120. $120. Because it's a San Diego exclusive. Uh, that Dat Bobo T Divided Forces T, they're going to have those out there for $28. There's some pretty cool designs. Uh, yeah. That, that black shirt of the Fist Sun is actually really nice. They have a few other things. Uh, they have some new Funkos coming out. They have the Bobo Fett green chrome pop as well as the Yoda green chrome pot. Eh, I mean, that's cool if you're into that. I'm kind of over Funkos. I, I enjoy them, but I have so many now and I don't even know where to put them. 
uh, Hasbro booth, which is always a big get for Star Wars fans. It looks like they're bringing some more special editions. Last year, they brought us Dr. Afra. Yes. And her droids, which are sitting right behind you, Dave. You look to your right. Um, now they're bringing prototype Darth Vader via entertainment exclusives, entertainment Earth's exclusive booth, 2343, only 1299. Hasbro's honoring Star Wars icons and action figure history at the San Diego Comic Con with incredible retro inspired exclusives. The Luke Skywalker Jedi Destiny three pack. Those are cool. Uh, these ba- these figures based on Luke's appearance in each film of the original trilogy uh, in the vintage packaging. Also, you have the retco of the six-inch Black Series Boba Fett in the color scheme of the classic Kenner toy yep. and a Kenner-style Darth Vader in bright prototype colors. Dude, that is cool. But- I'm gonna have to have I'm gonna have to have Bobby pick that up for me. Do you think that's bad? I already know what the most expensive exclusive is going to be. Oh, look at you, Mr. Uppity Star Wars fan. Well, tell me. The most expensive the rest one, of us peasants. Just because if you, if you know the, the company that's doing it, it's called Lelandru. And Lelandru is doing a limited edition Lelandru. And it's like an Italian. It's an Italian glass making company. And and what is it? And what are they making? They're making a statue of Queen Amidala, and it's basically <gasps> uh, uh, a huge. Raina sta- just came. I heard, I heard it. <laughs> I, a, I guess that probe droid only, with those attachments. They're worked. only taking pre-orders <laughs> because Lelandru only makes certain amounts of these statues, and it goes with all their things. But most of their pieces are. It's an Italian the, company. It's an Italian company. Iandro. Iandro. Not you. The, the the L's are just it's like Spanish. It it makes an E sound. <laughs> it's not la la, not two L's. It's well, Tony is the one that basically taught me to say it's Lalandro. <laughs> I'm sure everyone else pronounced it that way as well. But like, I dude, I'm looking at this right now. The image that is some amazing detail. My parents actually collected this type of uh, glasswork, and some of those pieces are in the thousands. Like, I, I remember one that my mom personally got in italy and she paid two grand for it oh my god this one right uh, this one right here arguably is going to be a couple grand i would be really surprised well, hold if on. it's not there's a price right here it is oh no no price which <laughs> yeah it's the they only don't put, they don't put prices it's the only it. item dave on this entire list where there's no price yeah, everything because, else has a price because the company is infamous for making stuff that is museum quality what size is it? It's apparently going to be. Um, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. I it, thought I heard life size for some. No, no, it. it's not going to be but life still, size. That's. But it, this is going to probably be the piece to get if you got money. Yeah, or you can steal it if you're David. Yeah, yeah I, I could probably hide yeah. it. Yeah, you can probably steal that, right, Dave? <laughs> I mean, if you're into stealing menus and flatware, then why not up your game? Is there a sign that says not to steal it? Oh, you guys are yeah. such thieves. Yeah. Is my question. <laughs> If it does not, Mike, if it does not say I cannot take it, <laughs> then it's up for grabs. But there's no price. And there's no price. Obviously, it's not for sale, so you can just take it. All right. We need to end today's show. I want to thank everybody for listening. If you miss any part of this broadcast, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Just search Star Wars from the back to tank. I will post all of these items from San Diego Comic-Con on our show page when the show goes on demand. I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you, Dave. Well, hold on. Thank you, Raina. Thank you, guys. And thank you, David. May the force be with us. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs>